Bar Studios in Austin, Texas. This is Drinking Bros Fake News with Ross Patterson, Dan Holloway, Papa G with the traffic. How do you feel? Not good. Yeah. Field reporter, Hot Bob. And Delco Dan with Sports. Welcome to Fake News. Welcome to Drinking Bros Fake News, everybody, bringing you the realest, fakest news of the weekend. Um, D'Anthony, I'm glad we're doing this show now on Mondays because it seems like more and more <laughs> they're dumping massive stories on Friday nights, and nobody really has a chance to digest them until Monday, where it was like, wait a minute, is there people standing outside uh, in a huge line outside of a bank? Like we're in a fucking third world country, mm-hmm. uh, and we are. Yeah, it's that one of the main reasons we started the Monday show is that it's like Thursday at five p.m. and all of a sudden new stuff mm-hmm. starts coming out. I'm like, all right, cool. We're not going to be able to talk about this because by next week it'll be over. Yeah, I uh, just throw your hands up, you know, and and the scream at the scream at God. Like, what the fuck is your problem, dude? You know, yeah. Are you, are you duking on my chest right now? I'm trying to do a fucking show. Are you fucking spreading your ass cheeks, yeah. dude? Are you fucking spreading your ass cheeks it's just really, shitting all over my chest? It's just really disappointing because you expect more out of God. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. we can't even figure out daylight savings time, so I guess we're just fucked. Us? Well, human beings. Yeah. Well, I, I guess the rest of the world kind of ignores it. <laughs> it's just America that has this issue. Well, we, how do you feel about it? I don't. I couldn't possibly care less. I like it, I think. I, I Here's what, what I do understand about it. If you're uh, part of the uh, uh, Huberman Labs cult now, mm-hmm. where you get all your information about how to do every single thing in your life from one dude, um, you'll Smart. know that getting out and looking at sunlight early in the morning is really important. And that's true, right? Uh-huh. But it, it would have been back in the day, would we have... Would time have been the numbers on your digital clock, or would they have been when the sun comes up you know what i mean so we i I understand some of it because of that you know what i mean like back in the day it was like hey we'll meet it we'll meet it fucking sun up we'll meet it uh at at, at, uh dawn Mm -hmm. to go fucking do whatever the fuck we're gonna do right or we're gonna wake up at dawn and have breakfast rape some horses yeah sure dawn might be 5 10 a.m it might be 8 30 p.m depending on where you are what are 8 30 a.m rather depending on where you are and 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 the in the world and and you know the time of year it was and stuff. Now we use numbers. You got to be at work at eight a.m. Right? Yeah. That's just how it is. It's not like nobody nobody's working for Citibank and they're like, hey, be whenever the sun comes up, you guys mosey on in. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I I get it from that perspective. Um, but really, I just enjoy watching uh, Sagar and Yeti struggle through this part of the year. He, he hates makes it so a lot much. of posts about it. He hates it. This is uh, if to be honest, I think he would be okay voting for Biden if Biden would outlaw this shit. Uh, it's <laughs> really funny watching that. him struggle through it. I don't know about that. It is darker in the morning, which I love because I'm up late and uh, don't need to see that sun really stabbing my eye holes at fucking six a.m. So I'm fine with it. Uh, however, trying to get kids down to bed. When it's still sunny at 9 o'clock at night, they're like, Dad, the sun's still out. Why am I going to bed? And it was like, well, because it's 9 o'clock and they don't give a shit. 
You know, I, you're supposed to tell them it's because they've been bad. <laughs> every every single know. night for six months. What do I know? Until it switches back over. Uh, right now, uh, times are bad out there. This SVB shit is uh, is pretty fucking scary. Um, what's going on right now? <clears throat> uh, over the weekend, and I know we chatted about it at the end of uh, yesterday's show with Jared while he was here. But uh, again, it was kind of just starting to happen as we were on air. Uh, so we'll kind of give you a breakdown here of what's what's been going on today. Uh, me personally watching this unfold, uh, seeing those videos of uh, uh, whites in a white rich area standing in lines outside of a bank trying to pull all their money out seem like uh, the Ukraine or something like that. Well, I mean, you know, I doubt they were trying to pull all their money out, although some regional banks have had that issue, which is fucking really stupid. And I'll address that towards the end of this. Okay. But, uh, so, we'll, yeah, we'll start with it if you want. Yeah, so first I want to talk about there's been a lot of inflammatory bullshit on Twitter and in the media uh-huh. by people who are just – you know, the media is alarmist in general because it helps sell clicks, basically. Right. Because um, a lot of people are saying this is we're headed towards a crisis the same as 2008, which it certainly feels like that to me. Why is it not? Um, well, let's back up and you can break this issue down into three basic categories. So first is how did it happen in the first place? Uh-huh. And second is how is it being addressed? And third is will... Uh, the the so-called contagion spread through the rest of the banking system. Um, those are good questions to ask. I think it's a good baseline, so we'll start with that. First, how did it happen? Before, <clears throat> before I tell you that, you have to understand how it is that banks work. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like from the consumer perspective, it seems like I put $100 in the bank and uh, my $100 is just there. Mm-hmm. And... Why should I have to pay fees for spending my own money? Well, when, when a bank accepts, think, think about it this from an accounting standpoint. When a bank accepts deposits from clients, they owe the client that money, right? So I'm giving you a hundred bucks and you now owe me a hundred bucks whenever I feel like collecting. That's the agreement that we've made, right? Right. But you're also providing me services. You're holding onto the money. You're allowing, you, you have partnerships broader with all kinds of people who accept credit and accept debit from your bank right? Uh-huh. And I'm paying you for that service. I'm paying you for the tellers, for the brick and mortar places. You have a lot of uh, costs. Um, so deposits are basically a liability to the bank. You know what I mean? Like you, the, for the, the more money they take in, the more money they have to fucking make to, pro, to handle your money and to, for you to use it out in the public. They have to make money somehow to do that. Now, there used to be checking fees and all this stuff, primarily or mostly those get waived now because you're doing so much other business. So to pay for the cost of these liabilities, banks turn them into assets. So uh, uh, we talked about a wonderful life on the show previous to this that we recorded on Friday. Oh boy, you're setting them up. I love it. I love it. When when I put my $10,000 into the bank, where is that money? Your money's not here. Your money's in Joe's house and Mary's house. Come on, people. 
I'm bagging you, please. I don't know how much more traction we're going to get out of this, so I'm letting it happen. Forever. Uh, It'll never not be funny to me. Like, this will go on forever. So that's how the bank is able to provide you with customer service and with, uh, like, the star alliance, the partnerships that allow you to spend your money freely and get deals and all this other stuff. They turn it into small business loans that make interest. They turn it into mortgages, which make make interest. Um, They turn it into uh, CNI and all kinds of other stuff. And if a if a bank can't lend deposits responsibly, then it often has to use excuses uh, to buy loans like securities, like U.S. Treasuries and mortgage-backed securities, MBSs, which is what led to the original housing crisis and financial collapse before. Right. Um, the problem is how SVB did this. So they kept taking on more and more money. They're, it's a medium-sized bank, and they kept taking on more and more money. And they were running out of high-quality assets to buy with that money to turn it into more money for you, the consumer, to pay for all the services they provide you. So they started going heavy into treasuries, and they started going heavy into MBS and things like that. The problem with that is is that is not that they're not high-quality assets necessarily. It's that they're long-term high-quality assets. A deposit into the bank, the $10,000 that you have in the bank or whatever, however much it is, that is – High quality capital because it's cash, right. but it's also a, a short term liability because the person can come take it out whenever they feel like it. Now, a mortgage is fifteen to thirty years. That is a long term asset. It is going to make most of its money in the first fifteen years, but even after that, it'll still be making money. Anytime you have any kind of liquidity crisis, right? Like people are, are withdrawing money or, or whatever it is, then long-term assets like that become a problem. So as a banking institution, you want to have a good mix of enough short-term uh, assets that if you have short-term liabilities come out of nowhere, like a, a run of the banks, you're able to handle that. Uh-huh. SBB did not do that. So <sighs> chances are, uh, but because the liabilities are short-term and the assets are, are, are long-term, they're super susceptible to interest rate hikes as well, right? So when... SVB is trying to generate more capital by getting more mortgages sold or by getting more business loans sold or whatever like that. Because the interest rates are so high uh-huh. right now, we're, we're trying to force a recession. So that affects a bank like this way more than it would a typical bank that has mostly short-term uh, investments, right? So th- that's what's happening here. This, fin- this particular financial in- institution was mismanaged and didn't hedge well enough against what was very clearly going to happen, which is record inflation and uh, uh, following rate hikes, right? We all knew this was going to happen. We've been experiencing inflation for what, like two and a half years now almost? Yes. Uh, to some degree, uh, and especially over the last 18 months. So maybe they didn't have the ability to do it. Maybe they couldn't. I mean, I they could have sold their securities and, and put the money somewhere else. There's a lot of things they could have done. But that leads to the next question, what's going to happen about it? Now, a lot of people are using the term bailout. Yes, I, I am one of those people. Yeah, that's not what's happening here. Uh, what's happening is there is a fund being set up by the Fed. And look, I don't like the government any more than you do. This is not me. I don't agree with what's happening here necessarily. I'm just telling you what the facts are because this is not a bailout and it's important to use the right kind of language. Um, the Fed has set up a fund that will loan these banks capital, high-quality capital. That's to say cash, right? Uh-huh. Uh, in short to long-term loans that are interest-bearing. So two things 
are uh, salient from that. One, the taxpayer doesn't spend any money. And two, uh, it is not the federal government bailing anybody out. They're just giving short-term loans to people. Now, you can make the argument that a dumbass Democrat sometime 10 years from now is going to try to forgive all these loans and fuck the taxpayer over again. Mm -hmm. Chances are pretty high of that, at least of, of somebody trying to make that happen. But as it stands right now in the letter of the law, this is not uh, a bailout. It is called the Bank Term Funding Program. You can look that up. Uh, typically, it's a three-year or less liquidity issue that's being addressed. So you're talking about pretty short-term loans in banking terms, right? right. So that's what's being done. And then uh, Biden announced last or this morning that the managers of these banks that need to get uh, uh, loans, short-term loans from from the tre from Treasury, um, will be fired. So their management staff is all gone. That's that's one of the things. Like if you, SVB is unsalvageable. I think so. Most likely, what will happen is a bigger bank will buy them and take on their debt, and then they'll get that loan from the government, pay it back over three years, and then they'll make a bunch of money in the end because they're large enough to handle that. Uh, but in the short term, if it's like say Signature or somebody like that that had they they pretty much had the same issue. This is the second bank to fail this week. Correct, and it was uh, last night. Yeah. So on Friday it was SVB. Um, which came out of nowhere, uh, to us at least, not to them. Mm -hmm. uh, they paid off all their employees' bonuses that morning. Uh, the president and the VP each uh, sold their shares Well, you can't that, about that, two weeks ago that before that happened. That doesn't matter. No, I, I understand that. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's still, to the rest of the U.S., including myself, mm -hmm. it, it came out of nowhere. Nobody well, was expecting it. Yeah, this. yeah. The... Uh, the First, there's no way that the managers of those two banks did not know this was going to happen. That's what I'm saying. A, they had to. And you can yeah. look at the last, again, the stock transactions mm -hmm. and then well, that, giving out their bonuses in the morning to all their employees before they yeah, shut yeah. down in the afternoon. The bonuses thing, that is a point to be made. The stock purchase thing is not. And here's why. If you're a, a C-suite level person at a publicly traded company or a banking institution, you have to let people know in advance, well, especially in the banking institution. I'm not sure how this applies. I, the, the rules are different. But in banking, I think it's like multiple months in advance, you have to let the FEC know that you're about to do this. Like if you're, if you, it would be one thing if I was just a majority shareholder of something, but I don't work at that company. If you're the CEO of a company uh -huh. and you're trying and you're publicly traded or you're a banking institution, and you're trying to uh, sell those shares, you have to alert the FEC in advance. So just, you ha there's a, there's a cooling off period to make sure you're not doing it based on some short term insider information. So well, that, that is not, that's not even a story. It looks bad, but that's only because people don't understand how the banking industry works. But just looking at the dates of this here, and I, and I got the calendar out. So uh, the bank collapsed on Friday, which was March the 10th. Right. They sold their shares on, on February 27th, which was 12 days prior. Technically, but they, sold, they actually sold their shares fucking six months ago. You know okay. what I mean? Or however long that cooling off period is. So they didn't, they didn't sell their shares. Those things were earmarked for that. And then even on the bonus side, those bonuses for, were for fiscal 2022. And that, that, uh, the FEC has been provided the information, to my understanding, and that was, uh, those bonuses were already scheduled to go out as of October of last year. They just happened to be going out in Q, at the end of Q1 in March. Okay. Right? So, but still maybe think about not doing that. I, we don't know yet what happened in the final days of SVB, right? Did they say, well, fuck it, it's going down anyways, here's all your money? Or did they war room it and say, I think maybe we can still 
do this and they were wrong. We'll see, right? I because the FEC has all their internal communications. At this yeah, point. and I think if the if the ship is going down, fuck it. Who do you really care about? And it's at least it was the employees, I guess. Yeah, but you can't get away with that. I because the, but those, when a ship goes down, what 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 else do you? What can possibly happen in post? Um, I've I've known a lot of people who've gone through bankruptcies. Mm-hmm. Once you're there, you're there, and there's nothing really anybody can do about it. Yeah, um, and it's usually a, a three-year payoff period for a very, very low amount to go into bankruptcy for any of these businesses or companies, and then you're out of it. Yes, it fucks you on uh, your own personal credit and all that other shit, but at that point, what's most important to you and uh, and why? Uh, yeah, you could do it if you wanted to, and that's what it seems like to me. Yeah, but I, th- I mean, the government can withdraw that money from you too, if they find that you did it. If they f- find that you distributed funds in a in a manner that's unethical like that in the banking industry, you can. It, it would be one thing if it was fucking Walmart and they paid golden parachutes to everybody and then closed the company down. Techni- right. Technically, it's fucked, but it's legal. And a lot of I mean, you see it happen all the time. But in banking, it's different. You can't just like liquidate people because because the equity in the company is other people's money. You know what I mean? It is, but if these are bonuses that were due to them anyways, because it, it appears, at least from what I've read, they sped it up by maybe 10 days. Um, so, uh, Yeah, I haven't seen that, but that's possible. If, yeah. if so, there, there may be some recourse, but I don't know. But the, broad, the, the bigger question here is whether or not this will spread to other parts of the finance industry. Well, which we'll get to the next one. So the one in New York, mm-hmm. uh, Signature. Uh, I had not heard one single word about that all weekend. Nothing from Signature. And then Biden was the one that said it last night. That was the first time I heard that maybe Signature was, mm-hmm. in, was in trouble as well. Uh, we'll back up to Sunday morning. I'm up early. I usually keep uh, you know Face the Nation or something else on in the background while, while drinking coffee. Uh, Janet Yellen was doing interviews on every single morning show she could possibly get on and uh, and say, no, we're not paying for these banks. Mm-hmm. No, we're not going to help them. Uh, and then Biden had a stark contrast later on in the evening that night. I don't know if somebody had informed him about Signature. I mean, obviously they had to have because he included it last night late. Um, and the reason on doing that, by the way, is the the Asian markets open right around midnight-ish, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. So you had to kind of get ahead of it so it didn't create uh, turmoil for the entire world and then ha- wake up to a, a massive crash in the United States in the stock market this morning. Uh, probably the right move, but uh, hard to say that it isn't. No, the president's only job is to bailout. fucking keep people calm. Right. Like, literally, that's your only job as the president of the United States. 100%. And so um, what he did last night was probably correct yeah. because this morning... You're probably and, and looking Janet at a drop Yellen of 3,000 points. What Janet Yellen did was correct, too, to say we're not going to fucking bail out banks again and then to come up with a better plan, which is to say a, a larger institution will probably buy this bank. Uh, or if that's not the case, if anybody else gets touched by this, um, two things. One, debitors, like clients of the bank, your money is immediately available. We'll deal with that on the back end, right? Right. I mean, they'll basically put that in the accounting ledger of whomever buys the new or buys the bank or takes out a loan to, to service those debts. But um, I, I think all in all, the federal government handled this about as well as you could handle something like this. But still, you're seeing fucking rampant stupidity going on. Every, like, 
First of all, Jim Cramer should not be allowed to talk about finance in public. He's wrong about everything, and he has been for like fucking years now. But he's so wrong. He's so he, wrong. He it's predictable. The, yeah. Yeah. That he gives yeah. you the answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But it's it's so. This is the the last part of this. Uh, will this lead to a broader financial contagion? Well, Barney uh, Frank, uh, they just collapsed as well. I don't know what that is. That's another bank. Barney uh, Frank is a person. Um, he was a congressman. Yeah, yeah. They, they've got a, a bank as well. And that's, Barney Frank does not have his own bank, does he? I think so. Hang on. Uh, he chaired the House Financial Services Committee. Yeah, he's the, he he's was on the, the board of Signature oh, Bank. Yeah, Signature. Okay, yes. So he's yeah, the one okay. who shut down Signature. Yeah, okay. So he Barney Frank is the reason. What one of the biggest reasons that the housing crisis in 2008 happened because he was the one in Congress that made these rules that allowed for subprime mortgages to be loaned out. That, that was him. Fannie Mae and Freddie Gotcha. Mac, so. Okay. So, uh, again, because most of this is coming in pretty quickly here. So, he's been on the board of Signature since 2015. There you go. So, it's no, no surprise that Signature is going down then because he's a fucking moron. Okay. Uh, anyways, will this lead to a larger banking crisis? It should not. And it's because this isn't the same. This isn't uh, major banks giving out mortgages that have a liquidity crisis now. This is... Uh, for the most part so far, smaller banks who have made too many long-term uh, 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 investments relative to their short-term capital. That's what that is, right? So it's like you're investing money. I, if I invest $100,000 in this thing, it will 100% make me a million dollars. It's going to 10x my money. But will it make me enough money to pay off the loan I took in time every month mm-hmm. that's the question and that's the question that they have answered incorrectly so i would not be surprised if more banks to a similar or smaller degree like signature have to be taken over and bought by somebody else because of this because of mismanaging the money but this isn't a systemic crisis like 2008 was it wasn't like we had all these low quality assets out there and not didn't have the money to back them up and people were defaulting on them. That's not what's happening here. That's why I don't think it'll I mean look, we you may see over the next week or two more banks get in get into this stuff, but it's it's not gonna be it's not gonna be like two thousand eight. This is and unless people get fucking dumb. And people are kinda getting dumb right now for some reason. It doesn't help that the media is blowing this way out of proportion. It doesn't help that that every finance turd on Twitter uh, all of a sudden has knows how to run the fucking U.S. economy. I, Just like they know how to run a baseball front office yeah, or a fucking NBA yeah. front office. You know what I mean? Like, I do know how to run a... Like that, that's true. I definitely but do the know more how to important run an NFL part franchise. Of, of the contagion part of this, one, everybody's been assured that uh, the depositors will ha- be backstopped by money lent from the general fund. So that's not going to be an issue like it was before. There's not going to be an actual liquidity crisis. There's only liquidity crisis at certain banks. You understand? the difference between that and then having a broader liquidity crisis? I do, I do for sure. Um, but here's why I, I'll, I'll take the other side of this, mm-hmm. why I think we are headed towards a crisis, is I don't know what you do regarding the interest rates and inflation. Um, because Well, it, I, I it, can tell you what's going to Neither of it's working. And it, well, I mean, look. March the- 22nd, they were supposed to raise rates another quarter point. Correct. Now I think rates will not definitely not raise. Definitely well, not. so they were supposed to raise a quarter point, potentially a half a point. Mm-hmm. Now they're talking about to dropping them a full a point, point yeah. uh, down. If raising the rates didn't help inflation, uh, and then didn't we have? Didn't we just have a Inflation Reduction Act? Did that not do anything for? Oh no, well that didn't have anything to do with inflation. God, it got it got okay. Okay, because I was waiting for that to kick mm-hmm. in at some point, and it's it's not. 
Um, but if you're if you're raising the rates and that didn't help inflation, dropping these rates certainly isn't going to help inflation. No, it'll it'll. Well, the the fear of investing or buying right now might have the same effect as raising rates, right? So maybe right. But the pro- the problem is that we printed five trillion dollars in the last couple of years. Yeah, so that there probably isn't a single solution to inflation right now. And it's everybody's fault. It's Obama's fault. It's Trump's fault. And it's Biden's fault. It's not, don't, don't absolve Trump of this shit. Cause he was there printing money too. You know what I mean? And increasing the debt. Um, there we, this may just be the new normal. We may not be experiencing inflation right now. We may be experiencing the new cost of things, right? We may have a permanent inflation because of what we did. It's possible. You have to at least consider that. I, I am. And that's why I think we are in trouble because the way that prices are now and rents and all that stuff, uh, I, I don't know the answer out of it. Well, we've been doing this for 35 or 40 years now. The CPI has raised uh, far beyond uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, raise of wages over the past 40 years, right? It's not, it's not even been close. Bob, you could probably find some data on that, like the wage to infl- uh, uh, wage increase to inflation ratio over the past forty years or so. But we're in the negative already, right? Like inflation happens two to three percent every year in a good year, uh-huh. typically because that's just how life works, I guess. But right, um, just, you know, <clears throat> like if you go back, like uh, I think like the U.S. Civil War cost America like fifteen billion dollars, yeah, which is worth like a it. day in Iraq, yeah. worth <laughs> like, it, yeah. That's um, uh, that's lunch in Ukraine, yeah, but. You know, when it some sometimes there are major events that just devalue money and printing eighty percent of your currency over twenty four month period that is a fucking devaluing event. Yeah. So you know when you go to some country and it's like seventy million fucking Prussian francs or whatever to buy a hot dog, it's like, yeah, just that's that's how it is now. So what will happen is, uh, uh, you know, we will have to stop doing. We have to stop doing the rate raises, and I think people will come to terms with four dollar gas permanently and seven dollar X permanently and things like that. And that's just how it is now. That's what I think is going to happen. How much of it do you think can be um, mitigated by cutting out as much of? Because a lot, not I don't know how much of it, but a certain amount of the inflation is still supply chain issues. Sure, yeah. How much do you think can be mitigated by basically localization, which is what you always advocate for yeah. in, in other ways? Localization will help, and it'll definitely come from this 100%. Um, I think that'll be – that's a slow thing, though, right, because you have to develop infrastructure and stuff like that. That's three to five years for something like that to happen, kind of like what we're seeing with the uh, computer chips in, in Ohio that yeah. are starting to be yeah, built. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's a slower build. I, th- I think uh, it'll be interesting to see. So – here, here are some other key data points. Um, I talked about this on Friday's show, the one that was that played at noon today, but um, only 2.7% of Silicon Valley Bank's deposits are less than $250,000, right? So a lot of people are out there talking about how it's, there's you know regular people in checking accounts. Well, not really, but the problem is the payroll, right? Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of small businesses Correct. have their money in there. And they and are, some big businesses. Yeah. So one, one in particular over the weekend was Roku. Mm-hmm. So it was reported that Roku had half a billion dollars yep. in that bank. Yep. And I don't know the other companies. Uh, again, this Wait, is really? all... Yes. F- so 
Are they going to have a sale? Those are the best fucking TVs on the market. Oh, I've of all every, no, because, how, every TV in my house is a Roku TV. Oh, baby, it's, come on! It's the I hope they're desperate right now. Greatest of all time. Yes, we'll and see. I need a new one. We'll see, but that's that's a bad mix, right? Like if you're trying to run a bank like a bank, and you only have high value investors, that you're taking on a lot of risk by doing that, right? Because there's a lot of movement in and out of the bank of funding. So I, I think that's a lot of risk, uh, and we'll we're going to have a banking dude on later to talk about this for a special show, but he can talk about it more. But as far as to, to put a cap on this to, if there's going to be fallout broader uh, economy wise for short term, probably. Yeah. And here's, so regional banks have been getting hit hard today. Crush. And I don't understand that at all. So the, this is what the exit polling, if you want to call it, that says they think that the big banks are too big to fail. Yep. Um, so they're just going to move their money over there. And which they're doing right now. But so there is lines acro- yeah, across but America. That's, that's fucking stupid. That's fucking dumb. The, the regional FDIC bank, unless you've got $60 million in your bank account, 97% of all bank accounts have less than fucking $50,000 in them. So all your money's insured as long as it's in that account. There's no fucking reason for you to do it. If the, if the entire system collapses, then it collapses. This is all paper digital non it doesn't matter yeah. at that point right so i think that's really fucking stupid to but be doing that th- there's a reason there is a fear index uh and they report on it regularly is you know the people who care most about their money are these people that have smaller amounts in some of these regional banks and if they lose that in their eyes they are fucked and i agree with them and i'll just kind of briefly run down yeah, but that s- some of the stocks here but that doesn't make sense uh, it it it's just humans. Like it's. No, it's, I, I understand it uh, psychologically but it's speaking. Psychologically, for people, but people should fucking learn things. But this has been going on forever. What Bob? When was it? The people were taking out their money and put it in mattresses and coffee cans and all that shit. Was it uh, not the the it depression the was one of them? Great and I think depression. the eighty seven crash. People started taking out money as well. I mean, it was. You Certainly can't really control what people think or what their opinion is. They'll see a video on Twitter of you know a bunch of people who look like them standing in a line trying to get money out of the bank, and they think it's going to happen to them. Uh, for example, these stocks of these regional banks, and I'll read them off here. First Republic Bank is down 62% today. Uh, Western Alliance Bank Corp uh, is down 46% today. PacWest Bank Corp is down uh, 21% today. Zion's is down 25% today. And it's because people are pulling out their cash out of these things and they're nervous. You get second tier people too that don't think it's a good idea, but they're like, well, fuck. Everyone else is pulling. It's like a run on the grocery store, right? Yeah. When, like before COVID or there's a fucking freeze. Yeah. It's like, I don't, this is dumb, but now I'm not going to get any fucking food if I don't go right now while all these motherfuckers clean out the HEB because it's going to rain and be cold tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, true. I look, I, I'm one of them. That's, I think that's, I, I, I am one of these people during 2020 with COVID and all that shit. Um, there was such a panic and a rush. I pulled a shit ton of money out of the bank uh, what you, and I, you, I, I kept a- it in cash in a safe. Let me ask you this. What are you going to do if uh, the financial system collapses? What are you going to do with a bunch of paper money? I, I still think people believe in paper money if, uh, if it all collapsed. And this is the way I looked at it in, in 2020 uh, with COVID, just because it was so much unknown and all that other shit. I mean, it was, I'm talking right when it happened mm-hmm. uh, that I pulled this money out. Um, I think people, normal people, will still do transactions in cash to where if I needed a plumber or a roofer or something to fix my house where I live 
to keep a roof over my head for my wife and children, they would probably take the cash and do these jobs. I didn't know how long this was going to last. I didn't know uh, what was going to happen. And it could be entirely irrational. I know that. Uh, But that was my personal psychological safety net where I had this cash in a bank. It was in a fireproof safe and blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, from time to time, it has helped out. Uh, and that's just me. Um, now, you got to think there's there's other people out in the world that are like that, which obviously this is happening everywhere right now. Yeah. Uh, and they're trying to figure it out and just trying to make a smart, safe decision for their family, whatever they personally believe in. Sure. Uh, yeah, just well, we're going to have a financial advisor on later today. Yeah, and I'll be able to ask him about it, well, which for sure. Okay, um, so I, we won't give you any advice here, but those are all. Well, the, we're not financial advisors. No, those are the facts of what's going on. I, I highly recommend going and learning about how the banking industry works, so you know when it actually is time to panic. I, I so I understand that. Like I understand the FDIC insures up to about a quarter of a million dollars, mm-hmm. roughly um, somewhere in there. Uh, but how long would that take to actually get? Um, you know, I've had a, I mean, you see this, so the, this problem arose over the weekend and, and before banks opened today, the federal government had already stepped in and made sure that depositors were going to be whole. So it, it would take, and it, so are those one, people at the bank things, today? One, oh yeah. Okay. Everybody's fine today. Okay. Uh, that's why they're able to go get their money out of the banks and cause this is so fucking stupid, right? Like the fact it, it's, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. The fact that you can get your own money out of the bank means that you shouldn't need to, right? That's That's obvious, right? Like if you if you think something's oh that's too hot and you put your hand on it it's cold you're yeah, like yeah. you know what it still might be too hot that's that doesn't make any sense that's fucking gorilla math you know what I mean just saying but pulling your money out of that bank after what they went through and then going to a bigger bank that is in many people's opinions too big to fail like you were talking about earlier yeah. like a Wells Fargo or a Bank of America <coughs> that seems more safe psychologically than this bank so I don't know how long SVB is, is going to be open for business. Oh, they, they, I mean, look, if you're just talking about moving your money out of those two specifically, uh-huh. I, I wouldn't have a problem with that because those banks, I mean, maybe wait to see what happens, but those banks aren't going to exist. They're going to be folded into a n- new bank soon. Right. Um, but if you're just going to your random regional bank that doesn't have any of these issues and pulling your money out, that's fucking dumb to be honest. You're wasting your time. You're fucking missing half a day of work for nothing. Again, people's psyches, you can't. I know, I know. It's, it's, it's crazy. It, it is, and there's nothing you can do about it um, unless you're going to sleep every night in well, a ghost bed. Well, you can bed. bring uh, Jimmy Stewart over there. Ghostbed.com. Yeah. Go fuck themselves. Well, we don't do ads on this show. Oh, that's right, dude. Bed. That's right, because we're on uh, Patreon. But they today. do have a bunch of new deals Ghostbed does, so you may want to go check those yeah, out. Yeah, we'll insert them right here if you want to timestamp that. Yeah. yeah, that's fun. At least the Patreon folks get to know. Uh, what it's like making the fucking sausage back here. Yeah, look at that, baby. How often do you get a time code out of me? I mean, at least you can give me some fucking applause for Appreciate that. Appreciate it. Yeah. 3750. There you go, dude. You're welcome. You're welcome. Kids, we got some sponsors that put this shit wagon on the air. First and foremost, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Massive deals. Biggest in the history of the company. If you were a longtime listener of this show, you know we've never gone this high. I don't know how they're able to go this high. I don't know how they're going to turn a fucking profit off of this, but guess what? It's not your problem. It's theirs. Wait for it. 40% off site-wide. 40% off. 
Used to be 30. <clears throat> Bundle package, 50% off. Half off. Half off a goddamn bundle package. Am I upset about this? A little. I ordered mine at 40% off. I could have used that extra 10, dog. But uh, 50% off. So let's start with the bundle package. You're going to get the adjustable base and the mattress. Together, 50% off. Split King, 50% off. So if, you, if your loved one goes to sleep before or after you, you're getting two remotes instead of one that's a fun thing uh also you get that goddamn mattress dude i mean you can pick whatever mattress you want too it's amazing 50 percent off i have the adjustable base i love it i i can't go back now uh so those bundles are 50 percent off uh otherwise use the promo code drinking bros for 40 percent off the rest of the site so let's say you have an adjustable base you just want the mattress you want the sheets you want the pillows you want that weighted blanket dog Go ahead and type in the promo code Drinking Bros for 40% off the entire site. I don't care if you're running an Airbnb in Arkansas. Load it up. 60 beds, 40% off. Uh, now, the bottom of the page, uh, they did join up with the, the payment plan Affirm there now. Uh, and it's uh, 36 months pay-as-you-go program there. Uh, 36 months is the new one there. So it's three years uh, so you can go on there, pop in the bundles, pop in all your stuff that's 40% off. Uh, and all of these deals are applicable with that 36 month pay as you go program. Uh, again, not sure how they're making money on this anymore, but you're getting half off a bundle package, 40% off the rest of the store with the promo code drinking bros at checkout at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros next up we got ketone iq let's go drink this every fucking day now dude brain fuel it's amazing uh huge huge fan of these guys you know they were introduced to us because uh the dod actually just gave them uh, a shit ton of money uh to uh invest in it and get it out to our troops um it's, it's more or less like a clean energy boost without sugar or caffeine. So you're not going to have any weird headaches or crashes or any of that shit. You just take a shot whenever you need to re-energize. The brand name is HVMN, which stands for Health Via Modern Nutrition. Uh, they're not a keto diet product. 60% of the Tour de France uses Ketone IQ. None of those guys are keto. Uh, you can find Ketone IQ at your local Sprouts. Uh, if you want to, or you can go online and just visit hvmn.com. Use the promo code drinking bros at checkout to save 20% off. Again, that is hvmn.com. Use promo code drinking bros for 20% off. Next up, we get hardafseltzer.com. 8% shipping right to your doorstep for March Madness, for St. Patty's Day, all the fun stuff. Uh, you can go to Hard AF Seltzer right now and order a case right to your door or two. You get savings if you order two cases right to your doorstep. Or if you live in Tennessee or Florida, uh, we're in about 200 stores there, and you can hit the old store locator on hardafseltzer.com. Type in your city or zip, and it'll take you to the closest store via Google Maps, and you can grab it for the same price as fucking White Claw or any of the other weak-ass bullshit. But this is 8%, dog. Spring is here. 
Boating season is here. Summer's around the corner. Load up and get rocked on hardafseltzer.com. No carbs, no sugars, no gluten, if you give a fuck about that. And uh, we're growing. We're growing this ding little company. This ding little company's growing. Support us by going to hardafseltzer.com today. Uh, this is why you pay the big bucks for uh, the $5 for Patreon. There is no ads over here. Uh, next up. What Ukraine is really about, a key witness in the impeachment proceedings of uh, President Donald John Trump as being called an opportunist after pitching lucrative defense contracts to the Ukrainian government in a blatant attempt to profit off the current international struggle. Uh, do you know this, Lieutenant Colonel? Oh, you do. Bring his face up. Okay. Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, V-I-N-D-M-A-N. You'll recognize this guy. Will I? Oh, yeah. Is it the lady? No, no. Well, he, I mean, maybe he identifies as a woman now. Great. It'd be great. Pop him up here. This is the absolute ass clown that just said a bunch of ridiculous shit. Yeah, I remember this guy. Yeah. Look at him. He's an absolute fucking nobody. And it turns out um, he testified before the House Intelligence Committee in 2019 in response to questions raised about dealings between President Trump and and Ukraine uh, and offered logistics and equipment. Hold on, hold on a second and offered uh, logistics and equipment management services to the country now. So this is what happened. During the whole Russia collusion thing, this guy was one of their key witnesses uh-huh. and completely lied about everything. We know this now, that there, this alleged collusion between Trump and Russia, never none of that shit ever happened. Right. Um, this guy now has uh, contracts for $12 million dollars $15 million here and there through a company called Trident International LLC, which is interesting because he's a CEO of it, but he's not a SEAL. I don't know why he would call it Trident. That's weird. Maybe that was his aspiration. Uh, maybe, but he looks like he has asthma, so he probably couldn't make it. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> So they, they subpoenaed him in 2019 as part of their impeachment proceedings about whether or not Trump appealed to Zelensky to investigate Joe Biden's involvement in helping his son Hunter secure business dealings with natural gas from Burisma. Um, his prepared testimony, which was leaked to the media in advance, detailed his concerns that, quote, outside influencers, i.e. Russia, were attempting to thwart congressional support for Ukraine. He went on to say that such a narrative would, quote, undermine U.S. national security. The following year, U.S. Senate Committee on Homeland uh, Security concluded that then-Vice President Biden and State Department officials were indeed aware of the conflict of interest exhibited by Hunter Biden's business relationship, but ignored repeated concerns at that time. Uh, this information starts to bring into focus what all of this has really been about hunter's involvement in ukraine Mm -hmm. in the first place the russia collusion why russia collusion you know what i mean why not chinese collusion why not fucking ethiopian who the fuck knows right um the military industrial complex and the intelligence community in america weren't trying to protect hunter biden they weren't trying to protect even joe biden they wanted to make sure that the well of supporting ukraine wasn't poisoned by these uh, 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 controversies so that they and their friends could make billions and billions of dollars in fucking money off of war. They wanted to make sure that when it was time to go help Ukraine and send them 200 fucking billion dollars now, people weren't like, well, Biden, you and your family have some fucking weird shit going on over there, so maybe we don't do that. So here's what they did. They had Vendman lie, and now he's got Ukrainian contracts, right? Just fucking immediately. Yeah. Uh, They had uh, all these people say that the one person that would stand up to it in federal government, Trump, 
was a Russian asset. So obviously you can't take his word for it. And now we've got a fucking war in Ukraine that's been going on for a year and a half. Yeah. That's all that was. Yeah. Um, they, they created uh, this conflict. Are you surprised by any of this? Because no. like, I, I, I'm not. No, this is typical agency bullshit. But they, they created this conflict by continuously marching towards Russian territory with NATO. They, they continued this conflict by stepping in the way of anybody that tried to intercede before it became a hot war. And they annihilated anybody who had any kind of, uh, uh, any kind of information that might rain down on this and stop it from happening just to make sure that they could get richer. That's all. It's always fucking money with these people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is going to keep going on to me. This is akin to, uh, when Biden knocked out uh, Buttigieg and all mm-hmm. those guys and then gave them cabinet positions, it's kind of the same thing where it's like, look, man, if you do this one thing for me, I'll give you these fucking contracts yeah. over there. If you can keep me and my family safe, uh, we're good. And then you can make a, a billion dollars off these fucking contracts. And uh, it reminds me of that story uh, you wrote maybe six or eight months ago on this show where you listed off every single one of these former generals oh, yeah. and, uh, and top officials. Every former secretary of defense. Yes. That was now making shit tons of money off, off these Saudi contracts. Saudi Arabia and yeah. Qatar and UAE, or UAE and fucking Ukraine and all these other countries. Some of, some of you even make money on Russia. This is just another in the yeah. long list of, of that. So it's not really shocking. Um no, it's definitely not shocking. But, no. but this job now to me, like I'm, as I'm staring at this guy on screen, this job now has become pretty much just a political position. So then you can make money for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's Rome, dude. Y- yeah. This is the Rome. This is the corrupt Roman Senate. <laughs> this is it's all it is. That's all it is. You you live your public life in a way that supports this uh, 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 political narrative and then you capitalize on the political narrative. That's that's all it is. In military-wise, does a guy like this, because I don't know what, what, what all that stuff means on his chest there, uh, uh, do, does a guy like this really even serve or, do, or does, he, does he get into it? Blow the picture up. I don't specifically to run for this position and then make a shit ton of money off of it. Um, he is a ranger with a CIB combat infantry badge and a purple heart. So he definitely served. Okay. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. It looks like he was in the 25th infantry. That's the electric strawberry over there. Okay. But I'm not sure about his, uh, because I, that's what, would he have just gone to jump school or whatever for as a ranger? Is that what the, this one's over here is, um, probably as an officer. Yeah. Like when you come out of OCS, I think you get two school choices unless you're assigned to a specialized unit and then you get a third. Maybe I think, I don't know if they still do it that way or not, but he, yeah, he would have gotten jump school and then Ranger just right out of the gate. Yeah. Because, uh, with that laundry list full of people that you named, you know, a while back, it almost seems like you're running as a politician for this position so you can get money later on in life. Oh, by the way, uh, Vendman was born in, in, Kiev. Kiev. No. Yeah. Kiev is a verb. Nah, they, no. He probably got fucking Kieved on as a kid. There's so much Kiev all over this guy's face and back, dude. It's amazing. He's just soaked in Kiev. His, his real name is uh, Alexander with a K. A-L-E-K-S-A-N-D-R. Semenovich. Okay. Vendman. Um, None of that sounds uh, American. Kind of... Uh, Manchurian candidate yeah, style. Yeah, super weird, right? Yeah. He uh, was in Iraq, uh, fuck, I just lost it, uh, 2004 to 2005. He was he got hurt, hit by an IED in October 2004. Sounds about right. 
it was rough over there that time. Were you there? Uh, no, I was there in seven and eight. Okay. But four and five were particularly rough. Four, five, and six. Towards the later end of four. Um, let's see. I mean, yeah, he looks like he had, he served honorably. Okay. But certainly not in government. But that's the thing. I mean, you, you'll find the occasional lieutenant or captain or 01 to 03 in the uh, in the military who's got some kind of political ambition or ambition towards becoming a general officer or something like that, but it's rare. It usually doesn't happen until like captain or major when that stuff starts happening. Okay. When you start enjoying the smell of your own farts. Yeah. Or you get approached by somebody from defense and like start to, because people get groomed for this, right? Yeah. Like you've got a good record. You hit the right demographics. We're going to make sure you get the right education and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, we. I talked to uh, Nick Palmashano about it mm-hmm. uh, on the show a couple years ago. Uh, but there is a pedigree that yeah. people expect, <clears throat> and uh, and then they move you up. But Going to the I, right I, school. I was just asking about this this guy in particular. Going here, to the so. right school matters yeah. too. I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. He uh, received a well. He's got his master's un- at Harvard. So. Yeah, say so undergrads at SUNY, but uh, <laughs> a SUNY school, but master's is at Harvard in Russian, Eastern European, and Central Asian studies. Yeah. Really. God, have you ever taken one of those courses in college? It's awful. I mean, it's just fucking awful. I took a bunch of history classes, not really so much like modern Ugh. modern cultural it's studies, like a worse. lot of anthropology and history. Yeah, that's the fucking worst. Um, amazing that you would actually get a degree in that. So what are you going to do unless you're going to take over the world and do exactly what you're doing right now? Well, no, that was the plan. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to be right? part of the like, There's There's only one reason to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. And he's doing it. He's living his dream at least. Fuck. Uh, next up, the Philadelphia Phillies are a truly toxic organization. You hate to Wait, hear Wait, can I get an applause for you that? You hate to hear Can we get an applause for that? Yep. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> a report on a possible link between a rare brain cancer that killed six professional U.S. baseball players and toxic chemicals in artificial turf is raising a new round of questions over whether synthetic sports fields pose a health threat to athletes and others who use them. Uh, The six athletes who all died from glioblastoma, eh, pretty close, I feel, pretty close, Uh, played most of their careers with the Philadelphia Phillies, a team that for decades competed on an artificial turf in Veterans Stadium. All artificial turf is made with toxic PFAS compounds, and some types are still produced with recycled tires that can contain heavy metals, uh, benzene, and volatile organ, organic uh, compounds and other uh, carcinogens. Look at what it did to this guy's face. Oh, shit. Is that Lenny Dykstra? Yeah. Yeah, I Look think that was that. his face the whole time. Nails, oh, okay. Nails. Yeah. I didn't know. I assumed that had to be the turf, right? Well, he, he played the first half of his career in New York. I don't, I, don't think, uh, I don't think they ever had turf up there, right? Shea did not. Shea no. did not, but mm. uh, veterans did. Veterans yeah. did. Pittsburgh did. St. Louis did. I, like they all fucking did. Like, many, to- many a summer pl- going to Philly's camp at Veterans Stadium, right here. <laughs> Dude, yeah. get that lawsuit ready. Get that lawsuit, yeah. dog. Uh, you're in it now. Um, I've been in that stadium numerous times. So Lenny Dykstra played center field. There was so much dip spit out there that other players used to complain of, like, "Dude, what the fuck, bro." Um, keep it. I mean, it's all over the goddamn outfield out there. That you was look at such him. a shithole of a stadium. 
This story isn't surprising. No, 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 no. And look, honestly, the fact that everybody from the 93 Phillies team hasn't already died of cancer is a fucking miracle. It is, sure. Just from looking at the guys. Yeah. Find me a picture of their roster right quick. <laughs> and let's just look at – I just want to look How at them. John like, yeah, that looks like alive. cancer. John yeah, Kruk actually had cancer. He did have cancer, actually. But, like, uh, Darren Dalton and fucking Lenny Dykstra. Oh, boy. Mitch Williams. Squad, Mitch Williams. Mitch yeah. Williams. Jesus Christ. Uh, here's an SNL sketch essentially making fun of them for all dipping so much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'll find the real ones here. Let's see. It was just so much, dude. They that all stadium. they all were just like oh, yeah. chugging dip. Yeah, there's also some possibility that uh, this is maybe Fetterman had the same kind of experience you did growing up, Delco, and that's why he's got a quano growing out of his fucking neck. Quano, quano, quano. He's trying to terraform Mars, man. Let me out, let me out. Uh, we got a roster there. Let's look at these fuckers. I, you know, I'm trying to find like a especially funny picture, but all of them together, I'm not getting any like, That's great cool. ones. This, one? but this is Kruk and oh, Dykstra. I don't know and the other two. Darren uh, or uh, Hollis. Hollis. What's his fucking name? Look at Dykstra in this one. He looks like McGregor. He was definitely on steroids. I mean, there's just no way around it. Look at the jaw. There's no way around it, dude. Yeah. Also, dip was just so much more in fashion back then. I know. Every sport. I know. I miss it. I miss it. I'll throw some, Look, bl- some black Dave, buffalo. Dave in. Hollins. That's who that is. You're in there. Uh, they also had a young but not young looking Kurt Schilling, I believe. Oh, they did. That's no, right. Kurt dude. Schilling. If you find a picture of him when he played for Baltimore when he was like fucking twenty years old, he looks exactly the same as he does right yeah. now. Giant fucking head. It's almost like you actually. He's got a big ass head. I got a huge head. Yeah, I got a huge head, dude. But it's the good thing about it is it it's it doesn't really age that much. You know yeah. what I mean? It's the head? A, the, it, the head's so large, it takes it longer to age. It like, does. That's true. This that's is a true. man in his 20s. Holy shit. Yeah, he's shit. like 27 right there or 26, I think. Uh, he probably looks, less, honestly. He looks identical at 50 today. Hold on. Let's you know? look that up. So Kurt Schilling's 56 right now. Take away 30. He's 26 in this picture. Uh, that's 93. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 26 years old. And he looks like he's in his mid-40s. <laughs> but to be honest, he looks the same now. So that's he what does. I'm saying. It's uh, it's like you make the sacrifice on the front end, there, and then he had it pretty good. He was rich for a long time, and then tried to make a video game for some reason. He was. Do you remember before it <laughs> became Kurt Schilling the hated meme lord? It was K- Kurt Schilling somehow like the beloved MMORPG nerd. Like it would just be like, oh, while everyone else like drinks or goes out, like yeah. Kurt stays home and plays World of Warcraft. He should have made the cones of Dunshire or something and stayed away from fucking digital baseball games because that was a loser uh, altogether. Anyways, yeah. Philly sucks. Pennsylvania is the worst state in the country. We say this all the time. It's not even close. It's it's the worst state in the country. And to be honest, we get a tax write-off for employing Delco. Yeah. Just because any time they can fucking ship a mongoloid out of there, like just he's one of the good ones too yeah like he actually knows what's going on yeah. imagine how we need to get better tax breaks we need to get some real philly people hey there. you got we need I a mean, t- we need a goonies tax break. if you took out <laughs> philadelphia like just cut out philadelphia it would be really bad right like the rest the rest of the state even leaving pittsburgh oh yeah you know i, what mean, I mean there's Oof. there's like there's a couple of small towns that are kind of cool but it's like you're still dangerous if you're you know not white for example <laughs> It just seems like, and it's so huge. Like it just seems so empty, and it's like a giant Kansas. You know what I uh, mean? Yeah, like, that's that's about right. Yeah, I yeah. would agree with that. I like. I actually like mm. Philly. I mean, there's some geography in Pennsylvania, right? Unlike in Kansas, yeah, yeah. for sure. 
But it gets like people don't understand how far north that Pennsylvania goes. You know what I mean? Like if you're it's a great lake. Yeah, yeah. It's like not too far south from Buffalo, which sucks. So most of that state is unlivable. Yeah, Poconos are fun. Poconos are dope. Great Lake is okay, I guess. What is it, Erie up there? It's yeah. okay. Erie, PA. It's it's okay, but uh, Philly's dope. I like Philly. Yeah, yeah, I like Philly. Just stay off the carpet. As far as major cities go, it's it's pretty good. It's a city. Yeah, it's it's definitely a city. You know, and you have that going for you. I mean, it, it's nice. Philly just has all the typical problems that any big city has ever had. Yeah, it's not weird. Like some like Austin's getting fucking dumb. Uh, yeah. And maybe that's just because I'm close to it. And know. it's not a big city. It, no, uh, there's a million people here. That's a big city. Well, so, but it, like downtown's like eight blocks. Man. Yeah, they yeah. they've got to expand and get the highways going, which they're doing. It's yeah. just going to take it, fucking ten years. I've lived here eleven years, and the size of the skyline has tripled. Yep, in eleven years. Yep. And, and, and any other city that's even remotely happened in that like, construction going right down the road at two ninety and seventy one down uh, there, like dude, that's oh, they're they're already widening some stuff down this way too. Oh, yeah. get, they're prepping too. It's going to be a shit too. show here for a while. So this city's. You know, a, a good 10, 15 years away. It was, and it from, was a small town. Yeah. It was a small town until I, you could maybe say the turn of the century. You know what I mean? Like when our current mayor was mayor the first time and kind of like started the boom or the right. boom started th- around that time. But like the 90s and shit like that, like this wasn't a big city. A- anywhere close to a big city. Right. Yeah. Philly's all right. You know? Yeah, I like it. Dumbest. Uh, look, it's still the dumbest state in America. Well, Pennsylvania's the dumbest state in the country. Yeah, yeah. but... There's a lot of states in the South that would have a pretty good argument. Yeah, but do they ever elect a guy to die? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they have. You can go to Mississippi, Yeah, but it's usually like a sympathy thing or or the other candidate is crazy. Alabama hired or uh, elected Tommy Tuberville. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't it Tuberville? He won a fucking natty. It's spelled Tuberville, and he didn't. Oh, he didn't? He never won natty, no. Shit. No. And that's tough for me. Missouri elected a dead guy. Did they? Mel Carnahan beat uh, who was the fucking guy who was Bush's AG for a little while? It happens way more often. Oh, John Ashcroft. He beat beat John Ashcroft in a Senate race. Yeah, but that's because John Ashcroft, when he became Attorney General, put a fucking robe over Lady Justice because her titty was out. Now this is a piece of concrete, by the way. Yeah. And in the halls of justice, he put a robe over because oh, that's obscene. That's the way the statues look for two thousand years. You piece of shit. I mean, people are jacking off on the statues. Oh, I jacked off on it come yeah, on but i yeah. thought that was part of the whole thing no it's not well, it's definitely not that's it's, a different package take a black light to lady justice to see what i've done to her yeah, well the key is is to try to come in on one of the sides of the scales to tip the scale oh yeah, yeah exactly. right that's why well, I, that's where you gotta aim. i try to hit it from ground level yep. yeah of course up and in yeah up and in that's what you have to do uh next up american rage the results of a small nationwide survey suggest that consumers are becoming increasingly infuriated by the perceived level of assistance from customer service departments uh, and some of us are uh, not above seeking revenge i really I, like this by the way i this is market economics to me but just with a baseball bat go you know I mean? to fucking town on this I mean, oh yeah i hate it and i think people are going to start dying i really do um i got close on this i, ch- I this, is a, this is a dark story we're on patreon so who gives a fuck uh, I tracked a guy, down, a, a creditor down, and I found out what his home address was. Dead serious. Um, I don't know what I was going to do, but I wanted the info on hand. I, I did something similar. There was a guy at a local, when I was looking for a car, uh, he made an appointment with me to come buy. Like I was like, you don't need to sell me on this. This is what I'm looking for. I'm just going to come buy it. 
and I was it was a 45 minute drive from my place and I two minutes away from pulling into the parking lot I got an email saying oh we just sold that car is there anything else same thing happened to me so I looked this dude up on Facebook and lit his ass up yeah like in his DMs I was like you're a fucking cunt dude yeah Yeah, I hope you get fucking mouth cancer well usually I do it here on the show do you know the guy's name we can tell him to go fuck right off oh man I have to look it up remember the company no I don't remember it's Chevy something Chevy All right. Because uh, one of the highest rated shows we've ever done was when I called AT&T that day. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and that was really, really fun. American Tony. But with this American Rage, so I'll tell you what mine was. Mine was uh, there was a creditor who called. I lived in a building in L.A. that was getting demolished. And uh, uh, they wanted to charge me for paint for the walls. And I said, hey, you made us all move when out. When you say you charge are, you, mean they weren't going to give you that part of your security deposit back? Sure weren't. Okay. And, uh, and they were going to charge me for repainting the walls. And, uh, and at the time, I was uh, obviously very, very upset about that. Um, I may or may not have followed somebody to the parking lot um, involved in that sitch. And then I may or may not have found the, uh, the creditor online and, uh, and figured out what his home address was. Uh, again, not sure what I was going to do with the info. Hadn't really made up my mind at that time. But when I get into a deep, deep rage like this, and it is, it's usually over customer service, mm-hmm. it's like MacGruber, where you're just repeating the license plate over and over again, like every single night, and it's on every single page and all that other you're shit. You're just like, doing push ups in uh, your fucking yes. basement? Yep. Jeff yep. Bridges. Yes. Jeff. Yep. Like if it was and Jeff I, Bridges, I want these people to die. Um, but uh, I com- this one, I completely fucking understand. Uh, especially, man, if it's involving a bank. Mm-hmm. Bank, that's money, right? Uh, you care about that. Um, or something horrific goes down that nobody can help you out with. There was a section here uh, right by our office building that was without power for close to 12 days during that freeze. Now, first of all, it got down to 30. Second of all, it was back up to 75 what, four days later. But that are you talking about the, the one this year? Yeah. I, I'll I'll say this like I don't really blame I guess I blame the reaction time and getting it back up but like there was this was unpreventable unlike the last one the day all the trees died yeah all those like the ice was so heavy like trees were crashing left and right like that's I I don't I'm not as mad about the power going out about on that one well imagine if you were one of the the twelve houses so I mean they were out they were without it for t- almost twelve days no, this twelve I, yeah this happened to me in St Louis once like we had a bad thunderstorm that cr- crashed a bunch of trees and shit in like two thousand six I was actually at the Cardinals Braves game that got canceled that day we had to go home I, we didn't have power for six days I, like a, after like day three in July after oh, like day God. three no air conditioning oh. every, the whole house is just a scrotum at that point yeah like I, I just started sp- like spending the night at other people's houses my mom was like where are you going I was like not fucking here dude like I'm fucking Getting the fuck out of here. It's awful here. I want some AC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I understand this rage. I really, really do. Um, you know, I there's this guy here that's saying it's kind of horrifying and all this shit. It's like, no, it's not. You you guys have brought this on yourselves and you all fucking deserve it. The other part, too, is man, I could really go down a fucking rabbit hole in this. I mean, customer service is getting worse because nobody wants to work. Right, but it's 28 minutes with a robot first, right? Mm. Where you're answering 45 different questions. Well, there's, and a, then there's the, a site called gethuman.com yeah. that you can learn how to navigate things more quickly. And it's, I'll say this, it's hit and miss because I've used it. Yeah, sometimes um, it, it does. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't do anything. Yeah. But here's, here's where the rage even starts, like really ramps up for me is after I answer the 45 questions for the robot, 
Then I finally get a human, and then they ask me the same exact same questions. goddamn questions. You, I've probably I, I I don't yell that much because I just don't have the energy for that shit. Okay, know? and I don't care about many things, but I've yelled operator into oh, the phone yes. yeah. yep. as loud as I've ever yelled. I've been in combat with bombs going off around me, yelling directions <laughs> at people to do things, and I yell louder on the phone, operator yes. as loud as I fucking can. And it, that's like a minute into the phone call. Easy. And it just gets worse from there. Yes. You know when it's really fun? What what service is really fun to have a robot for fucking 15 minutes before you even get to talk to a human? Which one? Uh, when you're, you know, like trying to call your pediatrician or figure out your fucking kid's health and they make you do all that shit. Yeah. Like it's one thing. It's, it's dog shit regardless. But it's one thing if it's like my I got to like call about my car insurance or some bullshit. You know but, what I mean? Yeah. But as a father. As a father. Yeah. My child. It is. It's sick. There it is. Let it and I want to do other stuff. Let I don't want to. I don't want to think out. about it. Yeah. Let it all out. Yeah. yeah. Now I get all that, Bob. I get all that, and uh, and I hate every single part of it. This is so. Part of this study says that the average person raises their voice or outright yells at the customer service rep in forty three percent of the interactions they have. I thought it would have been higher. Well, that's the average. I'm, so a, I'm, a, I'm not the average. Maybe that they're is, including the people that only speak sign language. And it's going way up. Yeah. Um, I can even think of uh, instances that have happened this year. I was at a dinner with investors and the, the credit card. Mm. Sir, it declined. That's impossible. It's a fucking debit card and there's, there's plenty of money in that, hombre. Mm. And then it's bank fraud, right? And so what do you do then? You give them another credit card. You still look like a fucking idiot. And then you got to call the bank and be like, yo, what the fuck? And they yeah. were like, sir, did you make this uh, 86 cent transaction? And uh, two, block, two blocks from your home? Yep, I sure like, did. Yeah, that was me. I <laughs> believe, sure did. Believe it or not, I, yeah. I walked all the way down here. I found some products that I liked and I tried to purchase them. And there's no, like, I'm even sweating thinking about it now because everybody at the table stares at you. And especially with investors, mm. you're asking them for money and they're like, wait a minute. Are you poor? Do you not have any money? And is yeah. this money going to you I'm right gonna now? I'm going to have to spread these drinks across a couple of cards, Holy gentlemen. So stand by. shit, dude. Like, that's one. Because you know you can't get them on the phone for, where were we at? Bianco down in uh, uh, Arizona. How long was I on the phone for 40 minutes with that fucking bullshit? Like, can't even eat. Um, Got a reservation in time. Yeah, sure did. Yeah. Sure did. And... Uh, Fuck, dude. The AT&T thing was over uh, a mini, an iPad mini that they charged me for that I didn't ask for, never received, nothing like that. Uh, I mean, I, God damn it. This laundry list could go on forever. Well, I could do a full fucking three-hour show on this. Uh, but yes. You the- should just do an uncirked where you, own, where you just call a bunch of your like customer service people. Oh, I've, I've thought about it for sure. Yeah. And then just sitting down with all of them. And then just really going through it because it doesn't change per place and everything else. So, yeah. Uh, anything doctor-related, too? Because the insurance, you'll get these weird bills in the mail for like four months where it's like, oh, you owe nine grand. Just kidding. The insurance has picked up, yep. you know, 8500 yeah. And then a, a month later, oh, the, and they also picked up another 300 And you're just like, great. I know the insurance is covering all of this. Why am I getting fucking right. 80 bills? Or you get another one that's like, oh, actually, we recalculated. The insurance covers your left ear, but not your right ear. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Just yep. the way it goes. All of them need to die. And I don't know why you would want a job in customer service. Does it pay really well? And I just don't know about no, it. No, dude. These okay. people don't want the jobs. 
You know, oh. they just don't have any other skills. Right. Okay. Yeah, and it used to be it used to be that you've made some bad choices in life or you don't have any other skills, so you you just eat that dick and you're polite to people. Right. Okay. Like you remember how fat people used to be polite? Yeah. Because they knew they were fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's just like you see girls, fat girls on TikTok and they're like, I don't date a man unless he's six two. I was like, you may want to relax there. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's going to be a long fucking life for you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. It's fine because I identify as 6'2". Do you? No. Good Why don't you, you identify as somebody that shuts the fuck up, Georgia? Yeah, there you go, Georgia. There you go. One of the funniest say, tweets or like black Twitter tweets or response I've ever seen was like some fat white girl was going on a racist rant. And this black chick was like, <laughs> it was just something along the lines like, I don't know why she hates black dudes. Those are the only ones who are going to fuck her. Ain't no white boy want to fuck that. Maybe a tiny Mexican man. Yeah. It's actually, this is true of Latin American dudes. So far as I can tell, just based on my anecdotal experience, Uh the smaller they are, the fatter that white woman gets. Oh yeah. I don't understand what, if you like, you go all the way down to Guatemala where everybody's four and a half foot tall. It's the most enormous fat white woman you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's almost like a challenge. But there does seem to be a, some direct relationship between the fatness of the white woman and the uh, the Latino fellow and how small he is. I think you just want to be cradled by a giant. Maybe, yeah. Maybe he, maybe he wants to, just in case there's a nuclear winter, cut her open and crawl inside of her like a tauntaun. you got to be able to fit your entire you body gotta inside. you got to do it, so. dude. you got to do yeah. it. Man, I just Googled Jose Altuve wife, and it didn't give me the results I wanted. What do we got here? I'm just a normal, he's, he's just fucking so I know. rich. Pop it I up, know, just a normal lady. She's just normal. Of course. Well, yeah. just a mom. she's smaller than him. Yeah, she's 5'3", she so she's got to be. We can, we can test this out. Let's go hire a bunch of fat white girls that start you know, smaller and get larger in degree, and then just take them down to Home Depot Saturday morning. Oh, See boy. who gets catcalled. Yeah. And then we'll know. Yeah, we'll know. We'll know. Uh, next up, U.S.-Ukrainian tensions on the rise. Publicly, there's been a little separation between Biden and the Ukrainian president's Vladimir Zelensky. Uh, an alliance on full display last month when the American president made his covert uh, dramatic visit to Kiev. D'Anthony, it's Kiev. All right? It's, it's not. It's been Kiev for a thousand years. We're all getting Kieved on, dude. Uh, From the U.S. side, people are starting to call out the administration on having no path to victory. Uh, The administration doesn't have a clear policy objective uh, and a clear goal. Is it to drag this thing out, which is precisely what uh, Putin wants? Uh, Said the old representative Michael McCall from Texas down here, chair of the House of Foreign Affairs Committee? Uh, Is it to just give them enough to survive and not win? I don't see a policy for victory right now. And if we don't have that, what are we doing? I agree. That's a good point. Like if either, what what did uh, uh, Mr. Miyagi used to say? Don't fight, but if do fight, win. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He also said, uh, get get your bitch out of my car. That's the wrong movie, I think. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. He was Asian. Based on uh, conversations with 10 officials, lawmakers, and experts, um, here's kind of the tension, the the pressure points that we're seeing. Ukraine and the U.S. uh, are having trouble coming to terms with the sabotage, uh, with with blowing up Nord Stream 2. Um, Ukraine thinks that we did it, I believe, and we definitely did, and we, we were trying to pretend like they did it. 
uh-huh. or some Ukrainian linked group. How, how fucking weak is that? Like you're, the intelligence community says, oh, yeah, it was a group linked to Ukraine. Just say it was Ukraine if it was Ukraine. But they don't have underwater demolition people. You know what I mean? It's not like it, not for nothing. This ain't a fucking movie. Joe Blow is not is not fucking swimming down to Nord Stream 2 and putting a fucking uh, device on there and blowing it up. Yeah. Somebody professionally did that shit. Anyways, uh, that's part of it. Uh, the brutal draining defense of strategically unimportant Ukrainian cities, uh, like Bakhmut, for example, which uh, we'll, I'll talk more about here in a minute, uh, is part of it. And then a plan to fight for a region where Russian forces have been entrenched for nearly a decade. Like the I, Ukraine and the U.S. have very different versions of what success in this conflict would look like if it just ended tomorrow technically that would be success for the u.s and everybody keeps what they got and go home right um but ukraine wants to take back the entire donbass region they want to take back bakhmut for some reason which it has no strategic value and they want to take back crimea and that's just not going to happen man not unless nato invades that's the only way it's going to happen ukraine doesn't have the forces to do that shit so that's where it's coming from that's where all the tension is right now because you see Zelensky out on the fucking campaign. We need more shit to win. And he's not wrong about that. It's just like, if you don't have the shit to win, then you don't deserve to win in the first place. It's not our job to fucking support your country, bud. And, and how long? Like, how long are we going to support this Forever. shit? Uh, and then when are we <clears throat> out of shit? Because, like, to make these tanks, like you talked about in the past, mm-hmm. it takes time. It'll be like three to five years before they get all the tanks. Yeah. Well, before we replenish our supply, I guess. I don't know how that all works. Uh, from a logistical standpoint. But I know to, if we just decided to start making the tanks new right now, it would take a long time, three years probably. So at what point do we look at what we have, what we're giving, and then how much more we could possibly give to this thing? Because it seems like we're just getting drained of money right now. And after everything we've talked about on the show today, the last thing we can afford to do is just give away fucking money. Well, here's... <clears throat> Wars are won and lost because of logistics, right? You just don't have your supply lines are interrupted or you don't have the gear you need to, you don't have the personnel you need to and stuff like that. Um, and sometimes it happens naturally because one side is, is more well off than the other or strategically more advanced or something like that. That's not the case here. It technically is the case, but with the funding coming from uh, NATO and the US, it's not the case. Ukraine can fight in this fight with what we've given them for sure. But Zelensky, for some reason, is choosing to do these things like <clears throat> defend or try to retake Bakhmut and defend Bakhmut. Um, they're dug in. They refuse to abandon the city uh, for some reason, even though there's no strategic value to it right now at all. The spring fighting season is coming up uh-huh. whenever the mud dries from, from the uh, snow runoff and rains and stuff. So what Russia's been doing and doing really well is they're sending prisoners. Wagner Group is, is getting people out of Russian prisons and they're sending them to where major Ukrainian forces are dug in and they're just sending human suicide waves at them, basically. Uh-huh. And if you look at it on paper, it's like it looks like Vietnam, right? Like, yeah, we kill way more of them than they kill of us, so we're winning this war, but that's not how it's working out. You're expending your resources, you're losing people, you're losing the fucking uh, uh, the psychological war right. there. And that's what Wagner's been doing for the past like nine months now. They send 
they take a guy out of prison and they send him to the front line in Bakhmut and they say, if you can survive six months, you're scot-free. Yeah. Your entire criminal history is going to be wiped and you're free to go. Um, and they're doing that to, to force Ukraine to defend this pointless position and lose resources just because they know Ukraine's dumb enough to do it. And their goal is to weaken the Ukrainian defenses in advance of the spring offensive. And it's not only is it working on that front, but it's also working to drive a wedge between Ukraine and its fucking foreign allies. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this is what Russia's good at. They're bad at fighting wars. They're bad at fighting wars. But at deceptive operations like this, information operations and, and strategy, pretty good at that. Yeah. And they're fucking lighting Ukraine up on that front right now. Yeah, I... I don't know how long this goes that we can just keep supporting this shit. I saw what's her nuts, uh, the press secretary. Uh, what's her name? Kenji something? Ah, who knows? Who fucking cares? John Pierre or something. Um, she said the other day that uh, she was excited to announce that uh, we'd give our given our forty third payment to Ukraine, which is not really something to brag about. Um, so uh, how long can this go? At least somebody's speaking up, because I mean. Enough is enough at this point. What are we, 14 months in, 13 months into this fucking thing? We stayed and there's in, no uh, end in sight? We stayed in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan for, what, 20 years? But we were there. Now we're not there. We're just giving them money and this fucking e- shit. This is even easier. Yeesh. Do you know, so the Vietnam conflict spans, I believe, from 1952 until 1974. Is that right? when the <clears throat> embassy was evacuated basically yeah yeah I, yeah I think it was 74 we got out of there <laughs> let me see if i can find so 1955 to 1975 20 okay. years in a place that started just like this with advisors and support right great great so why would this be any different uh it's probably not right it's probably not uh, i do find it interesting though last night i don't know if you watched the oscars or not. Uh, no. Yeah. Um, no. It was a surprisingly. I'm good. glad short round won an Oscar. That was, that was pretty cra- fun. What was even crazier is uh, Harrison Ford gave away uh, Best Picture Award at the end of the night, mm-hmm. and it was him. And so the two of them up on stage started hugging, and like, I mean, it was the funniest shit of all time. Wait, he won like, Best Picture? Uh, yeah. So he, he was the, the lead in, uh, in Everything All at Once or whatever the fuck. Harrison Ford? No. Harrison Ford was giving out the award. Oh, so I So he was the presenter. Yeah, yeah. And then the whole cast you know, gets to come up on stage <clears throat> and to see Short Round I didn't, hug Indiana Jones I again on stage was yeah. awesome. And Steven Spielberg was nominated. And he was sitting in the front row. And he started fucking screaming and laughing. Yeah, like, that was a cool moment. He, he gave a good speech, too. I, I guess... Well, the reason I bring it up is they refused to have Zelensky on last yeah. night. They refused to have any politics on last night. Uh, and they, they did send out a memo, the Academy, to everyone, including Jimmy Kimmel, to not make one joke about politics, the presidents, Trump or Biden or anything else, and just try to keep it about the entertainment industry. And that was the first time that has happened in a very long time in this country. Yeah, for sure it is. Especially out of Hollywood. <laughs> I so guess Zelensky it- was... No, it was Did a you, no-go. Let me ask you this since you watched it in real time. When you saw that Harrison Ford was up there to do that, uh, to present that award, you knew that it was going to be short round. Correct, right? yep. yeah. yeah. That was the first thing that went through my mind. Okay. And uh, it all seemed way too convenient, but uh, it's a good story. And look, it did sweep every single category. That was a good movie. Have uh, you seen it? I haven't seen it's it. It's a good movie. It, was a, it swept every category, though, in the Golden Globes and every other award show. So it wasn't like it was a surprise to anyone. No. So if you're going to do it, 
I don't mind it in that fashion where, all right, great. We kind of expected it anyways. Um, and I knew when Tom Cruise didn't show up, the Top Gun wasn't winning yeah. at all. Uh, and James Cameron didn't show up either. Yeah, they, uh, Hollywood owes Tom Cruise. Sure do. Sure do. Uh, next up, Florida is under attack. Uh, marine scientists are tracking a 5,000-mile-wide seaweed bloom that is so large it can be seen from space. Just like your mom. Yeah. Nailed it. Anybody? Nailed it. We have seven producers. They're all asleep. No, it's not that. I, I just that that was that joke wasn't good enough for a response. I think my mo- my mother's a respectable weight, so yeah, I just prove it. Let's see her. Look at mama. What's your mom's up. name? We're gonna look up her up. We're on gonna Google put right Bob's now. mom on screen. We're That's that. that we'll do that for the show tomorrow. Okay, we're just gonna talk about Bob's mom for an hour. Yeah, for an hour, dude. Yeah, um, and then try to find her from space. <laughs> Google Earth Bob's mom and then see what her size is. Oh, boy. Uh, These uh, (laughs) sargassium uh, blooms are nothing new, but scientists say this one could be the largest in history. Uh, Last check, it was heading toward Florida's Gulf Coast. The thick mat of algae drifts between the Atlantic coast of Africa and the Gulf of Mexico, providing habitat for marine life and absorbing uh, carbon dioxide. But it can also wreak havoc when it gets closer to shore. It blocks light from uh, reaching coral and negatively impacts air water uh, quality as uh, as it decomposes. So I I lived down there for a year, Mm -hmm. right? Um, There was a bunch of pictures of uh, all these dead fish uh, popping up. Mm -hmm. This happens every year here in the Gulf. Not to this size, but... uh, this this is a common thing. Yeah, they actually have. There's a bloom already there right now. Yeah, um, that's quite a bit smaller. But <clears throat> yeah, this is. Uh, I think the only real solution here is to do what Trump wanted to do to those hurricanes. Blow it up. Drop a fucking nuke. On yeah, this yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, look, I understand that there's plant life and stuff living on it, but it's inconvenient. It'd for be me. good for the coral, more sunlight. Uh, yeah, and Rudy Reyes would definitely be into that. He's been saving coral across the the world sure for the has. past like five years now. He's been saving the world. Maybe we should just give Rudy a nuke. See what happens. And some crystal meth and just turn him loose on this thing and see what happens. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Um, but Do you yeah, have a picture it, of this thing, Bob? Can we see it? I mean, they said you could see it from space, so can we go, go to yeah, space? Is there a pic from space? Can we go up there? Let's go to space. Do we have any friends in space right now? Uh, we don't have any friends. We can call somebody. It'd be nice if we had a friend in space, but I don't think we do. What do you think, Bob? That blue this one? Is, the Hill is such a fucking piece of shit organization. How do you run a story like this? You don't have one fucking picture. They don't have, yeah, they didn't have anything. Here's like. What uh, are you trying to say? Scrimp on bandwidth? Show the green one. The green one's Asshole. good, Bob. This one? Uh, yeah. No, show that one. This is not the same thing. It's an algae bloom. Yeah, but at least it That's gives what the, this is. the audience. Oh, yeah. this is a seaweed. Okay. No. There you it'll, go. It'll give them a reference of it, yeah. Right. Except for this one's denser, and it's also it's larger than the United States width wise. So this is a sort of like infrared. Oh, there we go. This is where it, this is what it's stretching out right now. Yeah. So if you turn that sideways, so you see Florida up there in the top. Yep. Uh, if you turn this sideways, it's going to be about what uh, fifteen, sixteen hundred miles wider than the united states that is easily covers the entire eastern seaboard if you yeah. put it if you put it up next to it so maybe we do that maybe we just slide it on up just grab that bottom piece and slide it on up and just do a whole fucking eastern seaboard seaweed party why not harvest this stuff and eat it yes. algae is nutritious some I'm of in. it is some of it'll fuck your lungs up but yeah. i don't know what this is i'm in uh let's it's either that or blow it up make some soup we'll make some soup out of it i think the people of florida would enjoy that 
it's not very fun to look at and it's gonna fuck up a lot of beach pro- not not permanently though no it's just annoying for people yeah and it's you know they'll usually come in and clean it out but it takes a couple weeks well you gotta drop a nuke on it i think you have to yeah. call trump dude he's down there at mar-a-lago he's, he's got, a got one nukes yeah he's got one uh next up is china speaking of nukes planning an attack uh china used green lasers fired from satellites to gather intelligence for a surprise hypersonic missile attack on hawaii it has been warned Uh, the satellite was recorded flashing lasers for a fraction of a second by a live stream camera attached to a telescope on top of a mountain on one of the islands initially the lights were thought to come uh, from nasa and one of their satellites before it was finally established that it was a chinese pollution monitoring satellites uh daqui one is that right uh, who knows, dude? Yeah, I was good enough for yeah. me. I feel positive. <clears throat> I can walk off on that. You know, I feel good about it. That pronunciation. Um, with all this fuckery that keeps going on with China, how close are we to just saying fuck you guys to this bullshit? And are we doing the same thing? Like, do you have friends <sighs> oh, yeah. on the inside who say, hey, man, we're doing the exact same shit to China and we just don't know about it or we don't hear about it? We're definitely doing the exact same thing, yeah. Okay. But chi- usually we keep it under wraps because... You know, we're not trying to instigate anything necessarily. We're just trying to keep tabs on people. But China, I think, is trying to provoke a response from us. And I, here's what I think is happening. Um, <clears throat> I think that I don't. I don't think that China wants to start a world world war or anything like that. Um, but <sighs> they're definitely trying to provoke a response. They're trying to get us to shoot something down. I think. Um, Why? Because they want to shoot something down? No, not necessarily. I think it's a... I think... Well, maybe. I think if if that does kind of give them the option of targeting our satellites. Because if you remember last week, um, the Chinese defense minister said something about uh, targeting Elon Musk Starlink satellites and blowing them up. Yeah. So maybe they're doing that to give them cover. I don't know. Uh they they are habitual. We would be well within our rights to start shooting shit down at this point. But I think it's a really smart political move on China's part ahead of any potential action they might take against Taiwan. Because US forces the the US forces most likely to respond to an invasion of Taiwan are in that area, in the Hawaii area, right? Okay. And being under what is now a passive threat, at least from China, uh, without China actually having done anything, changes the board a little bit. It's it's they haven't done anything specifically threatening, right? Mm. All they've done is fly a weather balloon over the areas and shine a weather laser over the areas, right? But it is considered a threat by us, and now, you know, <clears throat> any kind of operation we may have been considering or anything like that to to in, uh, uh, interdict a Taiwan invasion I don't think we're able to do it at this point right not without completely telegraphing the move which technically at least in that facet of the game if, if this were chess we would be in check right now right it's a very smart move by China and a very dumb we, we could have put the kibosh on this shit by shooting that balloon down immediately not not immediately when it became news immediately when it was fucking for six weeks or six days heading over the pacific towards us if we had shot it down then and be like no 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 you know what i mean but that's what the president's job 
I said it earlier, is to prevent chaos, right? To make us look strong, to make us look like we're in control. That's the, literally your only job. Right. And just being weak on the international stage, this is the kind of shit it, that happens. So they're going to they're gonna continue being an habitual line stepper and doing stuff because we're not fucking doing anything back. Right? Well, we didn't hear too much out of Iran after we fucking blew up their top military guy. But we don't have anybody in office who would actually no. do anything. No, right this now. is this is solely the result of Biden being a fucking incompetent coward. That's it. That's just all being, it is. It's just weak leadership and yeah. then taking advantage of it. But I would do is, the same are, but to somebody else's country. I know. Like you, I know. you say, it, it, we, we dismiss it by saying this is just weak leadership and, and what happens with it. But there are real consequences for that shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't, do you think anything's going to happen here? Um, I think China's going to invade Taiwan ahead of, I, I think sometime, probably 18 months from now, if I had to guess. No shit. Yeah, just because that coincides kind of when we are able to start producing our own semiconductors in Ohio. Okay. So I think it'll, it'll come sometime plus or minus 18 to 36 months. All right, so that's what I think. If, if, if your thoughts are 18 to 36 months from then, are we still in a war with Russia at that point too? When when have we not been in a war with Russia? Technically, right? No, but I mean this: what we're doing now with Ukraine. Oh yeah, this will still be going on. Then, okay, for sure. Yeah. So that would be the the perfect time to do it. I mean, we'll see, right? So Ukraine's going to have to have some elections sometime soon because I think that guy. When did uh, Zelensky get elected? Twenty nineteen. Or twenty seventeen. Let me check. Uh, he was in office when Trump was in office. Obviously. Yeah. Um, he no. He assumed office May twentieth, uh, twenty nineteen. Okay. So yeah. So he got elected in twenty eighteen. Um, uh, yeah, probably. So he's his next election is April twenty first, twenty twenty four. Okay. So we'll see, right? We'll we'll know based on that election how much longer it's going to go. If they keep him in power, it's because they want to keep him as a puppet. And if they bring somebody else in, that means they're going to end the war and blame it on the old guy. Right. So we'll see, right? We'll know in a year. And a bit of a correction on like the semiconductor information. Like the, the $20 billion plant that's being built in Ohio is just Intel's plant to specifically produce silicon for them. TSMC, the world's largest manufacturing plant, Taiwan, uh, that's based out of mm-hmm. Taiwan, and his namesake, is building a $40 million factory in Arizona. Oh, it's I in think Arizona. St- we're still going to like work with them as a company because mm-hmm. we pr- we buy a lot of silicon from them for a bunch of our different companies. So I think they'll still stay around. They'll be a partnership. They just won't be manufacturing it in their own country. Therefore, if China like tries to come in and take over, they won't be able to. That's correct. The resources, but they will come in and take over. I think China's plan is to come over and take over uh, the name internationally plus the uh, the Taiwanese infrastructure to do it. And they, because that's what they want. They want all of the rest of the world, other than the U.S., to still have to buy products from them, so they can set and regulate market prices and stuff. But that's, you know, it's still going to be interesting, right, to see because technically we are contractually obligated to intervene if Taiwan gets invaded. Yeah. So that that's. And gonna, I I can promise you. Well, I think who fucking knows, dude. That I think you know Ukraine's been a mess. I know, but like. Taiwan's Taiwan. even smaller, right? Well, it's Ru- every, everything smaller. Russia Ukraine. is not a proper country. Right. Russia is a fucking paper tiger. They're a joke of a country, right? China is a proper country with proper military. I mean, not they, their military still can't compete with ours, in my opinion. But uh, it's it's not Russia. You know what I They're mean? better yeah. than Russia. The, yeah. the the invert converse of that though is that Taiwan quite a bit better equipped than Ukraine was. One hundred percent, yeah, but also uh, quite a bit smaller. 
like the proportion how many people are in uh in russia wait in russia or in 43 in russia I think Russia is about 150 million people. Oh, yeah. it's not 43 people. I think people? it's like 150. Yeah, yeah 150. Uh, Ukra- Ukraine is like 40 million. Yeah, yeah. but the difference between Chinese and Taiwan, Taiwan's uh, uh, population is quite a bit different yeah. than that, I mean, right? Taiwan is, you know, 23 million people. Yeah. Like that's a fairly big country China's for the 1. size. China's 1.4 billion. Right, but 100 or, or 400 million of those are yeah, 400 million of those are on. In the western part of China, they will have nothing to do with any of this stuff. They're hinterland farmers and shit like that. That'll, but still, a billion people is a lot of people. And and it's an amphibious assault. Yep. Which is quite a bit different than just rolling into and the country. Chi- China's navy is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. They're not. No, nobody can really deal with our air superiority. So even, but I, I think China's navy is, if not caught up with us, they're they're getting close. Well, so. not not in projection, but if we went over there to fight them, mm. it would be. A nightmare. Yep. Like it would be, it would be a rough. It'd be World War Two esque, probably. Like we, yeah. Yeah, both sides, would be it would losing a lot be of World shit. War Two because Taiwan's, uh, like you've got to fight a certain kind of war there. It's the, the reason it was so difficult in, in the Pacific theater in World War Two is because those islands are like fucking mountain mountains with no roads. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of it. And if you're trying to do a fucking land or a, a beach invasion of Taiwan, there's only a couple places you can do it without having to fucking traipse through clicks and clicks worth of jagged rocks for a while. You know what I mean? So this is, it'll be interesting if nothing else. Well, 20 years from now, we'll get to watch a cool documentary about it. Yeah. Uh, but question though, if, if we had to go and fight uh, China on their soil with their soldiers, wouldn't all their soldiers be hungry an hour later? If you ate them, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, now it's the point of the show. We get to the drinking bro of the week. Anybody out there can submit to Drinking Bro of the Week. Just go to drinkingbros.com, click the submission, and then it comes in live right to our inbox, and we read it aloud. Uh, while you're there, peruse the catalog. I got the flannel on today. It's cold. Whew, it's a little chilly out there today. I got the Drinking Bros flannel on. Uh, I got the new hat on. And uh, and best uh, of, of all of it is uh, not $1 of the proceeds go to uh, Ukraine. Uh, this one was submitted by Jacob Kruger. From uh, Minnesota, he's been a listener for Drinking Bros since 2016. He's nominating Levi Axtell. Uh, On Friday, March 10th, Levi Axtell from Cook County, Minnesota, was charged with murdering uh, convicted sex offender Lawrence Scully. Scully was jailed for molesting a six-year-old girl in 1979, uh, receiving at most five years of a prison sentence. In 2018, Axtell filed an order of protection against Scully, but it was later dropped, even though it was initially granted. Scully was institutionalized in 2020, but released in 2021 and prescribed anti-psych meds. Axtell decided enough was enough after Scully parked his vehicle around children and struck his vehicle with a shovel before going into the residence where he hit him with a shovel 15 to 20 more times before killing him with a large Moose antler. I did read this story last night. Can we get night. some applause on that one, Yeah, please? that's amazing, dude. That's a crazy story. I read this. I, Bob, if you pull up this guy's picture, it is not who you think it is. It looks like a fraternity brother. Um, Axter? No, his name is... Uh, shit. Uh, yes. Uh, Levi Axtell. A-X-T-E-L-L. Man, I read this fucking story this morning. Or late last night, one of the two. That's the guy. Yeah, pop him up on screen. 
it's totally fucking normal. Definitely a. Uh, but to kill somebody like this, a kill somebody, yeah, dude, with a moose antler. He stabbed this guy with a moose antler fifteen to twenty times. Um, now this uh, Jacob says, I may not know Levi or his family if there's a donation or anything else, but this is something we should be rallying around. <clears throat> Side note: Scully filed uh, as a candidate in uh, the Grand Marius Marus. Yeah, he said if Ross is reading this, yeah, exactly. I, I told you I'd fuck it up. Uh, in 2014 and in 2018, uh, he faced more allegations of abusing minors. Cheers. That's what he says. Cheers to this guy. Um, I want to see the size of the moose antler. I saw the crime scene. It was, it was a lot of blood. Um, I don't know how sharp a moose antler is, but, uh, man, to go ham like that? Yeah, where'd he get the moose antler? So apparently he went to this guy's residence and he had a shovel at some point. Um, I'm assuming yeah. the moose antler came from inside the, the pedophile's house. I think so. You I'm don't, just sitting in the home, I'm guessing. Yeah, you don't want to get stabbed to death with your own moose antler, probably. No, you really don't. But really fuck don't. him. Exactly. Oh, Graham Array. That's what you were saying. Was it? If it's M-A-R-A-I-S, it's yeah. Graham Array. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. great. Um, it's very Mardi Gras. It's got a Mardi Gras pronunciation. Valerie, Val says... Uh, <laughs> That Breitbart showed a picture of the antler. Can you look on Breitbart's? Look, just search his name and then on Breitbart. I want to see what the antler looks like. Just curious. Yeah, there was know. a lot of blood, by the way. A lot. I mean, yeah, 30 times. Puncture wounds, Ross. These bleed. You shouldn't have been standing there. Or raping children. Look, I, I, I'm, I'm amped about it. I yeah. just uh, That's the last tool you would expect to, to use to kill a man. Um. I was just thinking it would snap no, off. The last tool oh. I would use to kill a man is an ice cream scoop. Now, is this a stock photo of just a random antler? Because there's no blood on That's this That's what I'm thing. saying. Uh, this is stock. This is stock, But dude. yeah, this isn't real. Mean, as you can see, it's not like... The story is real. It's not that, like even... That's not the one he killed. The, it's not the like even with. a deer antler, right? Where it's spiky all over the place. No. There's, there's like broad, flat parts on a, on a moose antler like that. Right. So. And there was a picture of the crime scene. We'll so. find it eventually. Yeah. We'll find the... Uh, during the trial or something, they'll put it up and unless he pleads out. Yeah. Or bleeds out. Uh, nailed it. Boom. He's yeah. dead. Well, he's the, dead. the other guy. Yeah, he's dead. But thanks, kids. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Go to iTunes, rate the show a five-star, and leave a quick review. We're getting there. We're getting to 10,000. All right? I don't, I'm, I don't want to ask anymore, but I have to. Spotify, same thing. Spotify, we're at 6,000. iTunes, we're at 6,900. Um, which look, I wish we could have stayed at 69, but we can't. You yeah. got to go to 10,000 and then advertisers stop fucking asking us about it. So please, please go and rate and review the show. And then, uh, bank sitch will stay on top of this all week and kind of, uh, look after it's March madness is here. Uh, we are going to have some fun stuff this week to distract us. And uh, Major League Baseball season is just around the corner. I have a feeling we'll have another big announcement on Thursday for you guys uh, regarding Major League Baseball. Call it a hunch. For D'Anthony D'Anthony Holloway, I'm Ross Patterson. This is Drinking Bros Fake News. Good night,